This podcast is part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network, hosted by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out everything related to Batman and the entire Bat family at the BatmanUniverse.net, including news and original content related to comics, movies, television, merchandise, video games, and more. Also, check out some of the other unique podcasts that TBU has to offer. Consider supporting this podcast by becoming a patron on Patreon. Even $1 can go a long way in supporting this content that you enjoy. Look for a link over at thebatmanuniverse.net to offer your support now. And now, on with the show. With me, as always, is the at Tinky311 on Twitter and on Instagram and on Facebook. I don't think you uh, have those Twitter or like those handles oh, <laughs> on Facebook. Have, just your regular yeah. name. So. No at Tinky311 there. Yeah. Uh, Skype? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I think, think that's yeah. it's like Tim. Dot Jurassic or something like that. I didn't put the three no. on that one. I probably should change it. <laughs> oh well. Anyway, yeah, t- uh, Tim is here. <laughs> Tim. I, I bear. I'm barely here, right? <laughs> yeah, you're barely here. Um, after your your internet problems, plural, <laughs> starting from <laughs> last night. So. Uh, about an hour ago when you when i guess your internet went down again or it went on then went back down it was like it went down last night went back up early this morning except everywhere in my room so <laughs> and it had to do with my switch box like a port in my switch box with all the ethernet cables the main one that's connected to the port in the wall went out so i had to switch that go through spaghetti layers of wires and cables in my room with all my systems computers tv and all that stuff uh full of dust since i've been slacking and not cleaning this area as much as i should so yeah it was a fun last hour just trying to get my internet back up so but it's up and we're still able to record that's the important thing yeah that's that's the uh main thing um but, uh, you know, let's just get to our uh, commentary because there's a lot to talk about. Um, yes, there is. In this episode. So, as always, grab your DVD, grab your Blu-ray, grab your HD DVD, grab your beta, your VHS, uh, your projector. Um, Laserdisc? Did I say that one already? Uh, I don't think I mentioned that one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Laserdisc, uh, grab your Blockbuster Rental. Subscription card, copy, um, grab your Netflix physical subscription copy that you got in, the, in that red envelope in the mail. Um, 
grab your DVHS, and as always, Tim, our favorite uh, media format, the way that Peter Jackson wanted us to see Lord of the Rings. It's uh, our VHS to DVD converted copy. Uh, After this episode, we're, <laughs> we're going for a minute 16, uh, I think, right, Tim? Yes, <laughs> that is right. Uh, to minute 17. Uh, so, Tim, are you ready? I am ready. All right. Three, two, one. Hit play. As we see the wonderful reunion between Gandalf and Bilbo. And where Bilbo hasn't aged today. <laughs> <laughs> Can't remember when the last time Gandalf saw Bilbo before seeing him here. Because obviously he had to see him again after the events of The Hobbit because he's definitely aged since The Hobbit. The Hobbit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like 30 years. Be longer than that. But... And the great use of editing and techniques as far as making Bilbo seem smaller than Gandalf on those different sets they had to build <laughs> for the inside of the house. Yeah. When, they, when uh, Bilbo grabs the uh, staff. Yeah. It's like a beer. <laughs> yeah, all that behind the scenes stuff was just like great to see. Like just the lengths they went to to make sure they got everything right. <laughs> yeah. Just for these small sequences right here. That's all it. right. And that's it. That's our um, minute by minute commentary. Um, a minute spent in the home of Bilbo. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, I'm just wondering how they did that thing where it's like, uh, Ian McKellen is super big and he's clearly in a big room. Mm. I mean, a small room for, and he's normal size, whereas Bilbo is uh, smaller. Yeah, I know they had to film it kind of both of them in separate sets. Like, where they made a big one for Ian McKellen to film in, and then one yeah. for Ian Holmes to film in, and then kind of splicing it together. Oh, so it's like, like two different. I believe so, yeah. I know they had like a big section of yeah. that in the appendices documentary that they have on the dvds that kind of shows i think peter jackson going from different set to set (laughs) oh really and then they just splice them together portions of it yeah i know sometimes there was a few shots where they were filming on the same set but they were positioned differently so it looks like gandalf was taller than bilbo so they, they use a bunch of different techniques to have that come across that they were that gandalf was much taller than bilbo Oh, I see. And it's see. pretty seamless in my book when you watch the movie. Yeah, I'm just wondering how they did that staff thing. Like how, how uh, Ian McKellen passes the Bilbo. And then, uh, it's bigger. This could have been where they used the stand-ins with these little people for the Hobbits. Maybe for that shot. And then to have yeah, it, but, but you then you film it again. With, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to dive back in just to that section of the documentary. <laughs> just yeah. to find out exactly, because I know it's on there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that's our minute-by-minute commentary, and now we can move on to uh, the long-awaited uh, featured topic. Um, I know you didn't write anything down, Tim, on our show notes, but mm-hmm. and I know you, you were completely out of ideas because <laughs> you, you didn't see anything, but I, I think we should talk about the, the new Batman trailer. That's right. That's what I should I have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I know you didn't have any ideas or anything. 
Uh, I was racking yeah. my brain. What can we talk about on this episode? What then? Ha- anything happened in the last two weeks? I couldn't think of any, but thank you for reminding me, Dane. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. So you're welcome. I'm always here for you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course, what else could it be than the, the Batman trailer and just the DC fandom event in general, the second year we had it? And just like last year, it was a lot of fun. I liked how, just real quick, before we get into the trailer, just how this event was a little different from last year. I did like how it was a, definitely a shorter version. It was just about four hours, maybe a little less, than instead of being a whole day event like it was last year. And it definitely flowed better, but I actually think they could really make it a shorter event. Like, just have it two hours where you're showcasing all the big stuff, the big trailers for the movies, TV shows, and maybe a few comic announcements. Because there still were some filler moments in there where it's like, Kind of saying like, you know, let's get through this portion of of the show and get to the main stuff. But overall, I did like how it was one that was more condensed. And I think they could probably even make it better um, for next year because I think it's it's here to stay. It's proven to be a big success. I believe this one had even more viewers, double or triple the viewers it had last year. So it was definitely a success. So that's good. And I just like how we're getting this type of events and reveals and trailers and stuff online now so we could all see (laughs) instead of. Well, it used to be a Comic-Con. While I know how awesome it was for everyone who got to go to Comic-Con and experience, and but when it was exclusive to there and everyone who couldn't go wasn't able to see it, um, it wasn't quite as fun. But now we all get to enjoy it together. So that's what makes it great. Yeah, it so kinda, It, it, it kind of sounds like uh, I I wasn't watching the DC fandom, but I, I did catch uh, the Hasbro post-con. Okay. It's like... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they, they were talking about all all of their lines, right? The G.I. Joe and the Power Rangers and, of course, uh, Star Wars, uh, Transformers also. But um, <laughs> there was these moments, like, with the two hosts where it's like, okay, let's let's move along. Let's, like, let's get to the Power Rangers mm-hmm. and then let's <laughs> get to the Transformers. And then finally, okay, this, finally it's the Star Wars part. And they they, they kind of... Pepper in like these performances by, by yeah. uh, DMC like, and uh, Weezer. <laughs> like, okay, let's get through this. Let's get through this. <laughs> Weezer, we, Weezer performed there. Yeah, yeah. And it, it 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 wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't from home. <laughs> okay, that's one of those <laughs> like live stream type things. Yeah. Okay, and it's like, ah, that doesn't really work. But at least they're trying, I guess. <laughs> yeah, let's. I just wonder when it's going to come to the point. So whoever's in charge of producing the show and creating the event and like scheduling everything, like, wouldn't they going to realize that the majority of people watching are just there for the reveals and trailers and all that stuff where they feel the need to have to entertain the viewers yeah. before you see the main stuff. It's like, you don't have to get a lot of it. just comes off as forced, especially in the DC fandom one this year. There's a lot of forced attempts at humor and jokes. that are just like, yeah. Uh. <laughs> this, we don't necessarily that. need this. Yeah. Yeah. Did Did they ever do that at like a Star Wars celebration where it's like, okay, we're gonna show you the Force Awakens trailer, but before we do that, we're gonna do a game, and then we're gonna have a performance by a Star Wars cover band. Never <laughs> <laughs> had a Star Wars uh, cover band, but well, that was kind of <laughs> the celebration streams were kind of good because obviously they had their own sections outside of the convention where it was the two hosts having different guests yeah. and different type of stuff like that. But whenever it's for the big stuff, they just go straight to the panel. So you're watching the panel live as it happens. And obviously that's when the trailers were shown. So it wasn't yeah, like something oh, where the show had to make you wait for the trailer with some filler content. <laughs> you're just yeah. watching as the panel went. 
Oh, that's good. That's good. Because it's like, let's just get the trailers and when the movie's coming out, you know, here's the toy line and here is this, the, the book line, and this is when you can buy it. <laughs> yeah, just get all the points you need to get across <laughs> to get everyone hyped up. And, and, then, and, then, and then we can watch Weezer. Yeah. <laughs> they can close it out, yes. Yeah. I'd be down for that. Yeah. All right, so where do you want to begin, Dane? Should we start big with the Batman? Should we save that for last, or how do you think we should go? Oh, we should save that for last. Let's okay. see, let's start with the uh, I don't know, Black Adam. Yeah, let's start with kind of the smaller stuff that they showed there. Yeah. Really, so Black Adam was the first one that kicked off the event as far as the movie stuff was going to go. And I was expecting to get maybe like a little sizzle reel or like a teaser trailer because I believe they wrapped up filming. And even if they haven't, they probably shot a lot of it. And just going off of how little they filmed of the Batman last year and they had enough great footage to make a really awesome trailer. I was kind of hoping that'd be the case for all the other movies shown here because I think most of the movies that were shown here that were in production or just ended production had a lot more film than what the Batman had filmed last year. <laughs> they were able to get put, again, put together a full-blown trailer. But that wasn't the case for this, which was a little disappointing. But with Black Adam, we got kind of a behind-the-scenes sizzle reel talking to some of the cast members, more cool concept art of Black Adam, the Justice Society. Um, that was cool, but it was nice that we did get a little footage and how I believe Dwayne Johnson said it was not maybe not the opening opening sequence it could be but one of the earlier parts of the movie where black adam gets revealed for the first time and gotta say it was a pretty awesome live action debut for the character <laughs> and just kind of setting the tone for what this movie is going to be just how powerful he is as he gets awoken by these i don't know explorers or mercenaries types uh, one of them says shazam and he appears and he just right away displays his powers catching the bullet grabbing someone by the neck and just melting him from bone to ash with his power. So yeah, Dwayne, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson keeps hyping up how the hierarchy of power is about to change in the DC universe. And we got an early taste of that in this uh, first look at Black Adam. So it looked really cool. And I just can't wait to see more of it when we actually see him and the Justice Society and what uh, the rest of the movie is going to be. But it was a pretty cool first look for uh, the character in his first movie. Yeah, somebody that doesn't know anything about Black Adam or, or uh, Shazam, uh, it it looked really good. Um, uh, I, it's I, I don't know. I I just don't know about uh, the CGI rock. I guess you would say. <laughs> <Because, laughs> you know, there's going to be a few CGI rocks moments yeah. in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because when he looks at the camera, kind of um, when he has that that hood up. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That looked like a little too CGI PS5 graphics for me. <laughs> well, at least it's a step up from the PS1 graphics CGI from the Scorpion <laughs> King and the Mummy too. <laughs> oh God, yeah, that's right. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> Commonly, I think it's universally referred to as like the worst CG yeah. effect character yeah. ever. <laughs> it's pretty funny to look back and watch that and <laughs> to see how awful yeah. it is. <laughs> Or maybe I should ask, what's worse, uh, the, the Dwayne the Rock Johnson in uh, in uh, Scorpion King, or Mummy Two, or is it uh, uh, Henry Cavill in Justice League? 
Well, at least with Henry Cavill, it's just a portion of his face <laughs> with the mustache. <laughs> Where in The Rock, it's just everything about it. It's just all yeah. one of the CG characters. <laughs> PS1 graphics. <laughs> Maybe even worse than that. I don't know. It's been a while since I looked at that. <laughs> yeah, it might be a... Maybe Sega Saturn. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was the look we got at Black Adam. And then I think the next one we got was Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Now this one, there was no footage. It was just a behind the scenes sizzle reel and giving us a look at the locations that we're going to be going to in the movie. They said it's going to be another kind of globe trotting adventure for Aquaman. And they didn't say it, but you could just tell by from some of the shots that we're seeing in this behind the scenes footage that it looks like Aquaman is going to be teaming up with his brother Orm, a.k.a. Ocean Master, in this one. As you see him kind of running together in certain locations, just walking around in certain locations. So it looks like they're going to come to an unlikely truce or just somewhat hold their grudge for whatever the main threat is in this movie. And But the big takeaway, I mean, all the sets and locations look cool. There's more great concept art as some of the creatures we're going to see in here. Aquaman looks like he's going to be riding a seahorse. <laughs> so uh, I'm sure Jason Momoa is going to make that look awesome. Just like uh, <laughs> he did with the moments in the first Aquaman movie where when you would see in old comics or old Aquaman appearances on the Super Friends show where he's riding a seahorse, it's how ridiculous it looks. Uh, I think Jason Momoa is going to change that in this. <laughs> but that's to be awesome to see. But without a doubt, the coolest thing about this footage is seeing more Black Manta in it and just how his costume is even more cooler than it was in the first movie because I thought in the first Aquaman, they did a good job of translating his iconic costume from comic to screen. But now they're just going all in for it to be an exact translation and replica of his costume to how we see in the comics. A lot more streamlined. It just looks straight out of the page, and it just looks really, really cool. So that was definitely the most exciting part of the footage they showed from Aquaman. It's just how more amazing black man to look from this movie i'm excited to see more of him in the sequel but uh, that was about it for that one not too much on story details they're just saying how like i said it's going to be a globe trotting adventure and just giving us some concept art and behind the scenes footage for aquaman so hopefully once we get an actual trailer it'll look as cool as kind of they're hyping up in this behind the scenes footage here i'm okay i'm okay <laughs> i kind of figured I, you would be. I, I think I'm... <laughs> I think I'm waiting for the for the streaming, um, the streaming, uh, or, or when it comes to streaming. Um, again, it's it's not it's it, it's it's Jason Momoa. <laughs> no, it's just like that. I, I hope they tone down the broiness. I guess you could say of uh, of Jason Momoa, but that's what he that's his he, he's kind of known for. Yeah, yeah. he's kind of known uh, for. James Wan did say in this uh, it's kind of a more mature story than the first one, so maybe they will tone down a little bit of the Jason Momoaisms. <laughs> but like you said, it is kind of part of his charge, so <laughs> I don't think they'll yeah. tone it down too much if they do at all. I thought visually, like that first movie was really good. You know? Oh yeah, easily. It, um, it looks incredible. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm all right. I'm all right until. Until we get a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> and kind of as the same as Aquaman was what they showed for Shazam, Fury of the Guards, or Gods, not Guards, <laughs> uh, where it was just all behind the scene footage, talking to the cast, directors and all that, and just giving us a look at some concept art that more so than Aquaman that I can't wait to see in live action because they're really going into the Greek mythology here with these mythical creatures that it looks like 
uh, the Shazam family is going to be going up against. And we got to look at the two main villains. I'm blanking on their character names, but um, Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu are playing the I think the gods who are going to show their fury <laughs> to the Shazam family here. And it shows how lacking I am in Greek mythology knowledge. I can't remember the name right now, but <laughs> I do like that they're going to go deep into the more mythological side of the Shazam story and the different locations that they're going to be going to seems cool more so than just going to the rock of eternity in the first movie. Like I said, they're just really going to go to dive into the lore of Shazam and kind of this Greek mythology aspects of it. So that looks cool. Um, The one thing (laughs) you notice right away is that if they want to make a series or trilogy of films, they got to start filming quick because the young actors in the last one, especially um, the young actor, I think Angel Asher is his name, who played uh, Billy Batson, but he's already a full-blown teenager now. <laughs> and it's not going to have the same effect as seeing a young kid transform into an adult <laughs> as uh, Shazam as a character is known for. So they're losing a little bit of that already, but it's, it should still be great because the cast was great in the first one. I'm looking forward to see all of them again in this one. And I will be curious if there's going to be some ties to Black Adam because I really hope there is. I just think it'll be a shame if these two characters who are so connected and are from the same you know, mythos as far as the powers of Shazam go that they never confront and meet each other because it just seems like two vastly different movies when you look at what we're seeing so far Black Adam and what we've seen in the first Shazam and what we're seeing in the second one. So I just hope at some point they do come together, whether it's a tease in an after credit scene in Black Adam or Shazam, because I just think it'd be a real shame if we don't get that because we got to see Shazam against Black Adam. It's, it's like his Joker almost. <laughs> so it just, yeah, it has to happen at some point. So we'll see. I would just, hoping for a little bit of some teases of from the directors from either both movies, kind of teasing maybe a potential uh, meeting between the two. So we didn't get that, but again, we're still in the early stages of getting reveals about this movie. So if it is some that's down the pipeline, I'm sure that'll be revealed in its due time. But yeah, Shazam's looking good, more continuing off, I think, what worked so well in the first one. So looking forward to seeing actual footage once we get a trailer at some point. What would be funny if it is if like they the the two movies weren't connected, right? Uh, Shazam and Black Adam, but they were connected to two other separate movies. You know, like, like say like Shazam is connected somehow to this new Batman movie, and then the Black Adam is <laughs> yeah. Black Adam is connected to like Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Uh, given Warner Brothers' track record and how they handle all this, it wouldn't surprise me if something ridiculous like that happens. <laughs> they did mention they didn't mention him by name, but they did reference Black Adam as far as being the first, the one to kind of abuse the power of Shazam. So there is precedence in the first Shazam movie that Black Adam exists. I just hope they expand on it now that we actually have an actor playing Black Adam and his own movie. So what's us connected to at some point? Okay, so here's what they're going to do, Jeff. So. Shazam connected to Batman, Black Adam connected to Wonder Woman 1984, right? Okay. Uh, but then you have this Flash movie, right, coming up. So the Batman and Shazam are one universe, and Black Adam and Wonder Woman 1984 are a separate universe, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the Flash movie connects both of them together. <laughs> I'm not ruling that out. I think that movie's going to do something to that effect, <laughs> except 
probably not the Batman being in the mix, but <laughs> there's going to be some. Jeez, so it works. It yeah. works. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just get ready for some amalgamation of connectivity of the different universes. Maybe you didn't think we're connected at first, and now we'll be once Flashpoint is all said and done. <laughs> Which... and I hope they. I I hope that they uh, they just do something simple to connect all these movies, right? It's yeah. not like there, there's like 15 other movies that connect to one movie, but that one movie connects to um, the the 17th movie, right? The 17th movie doesn't connect directly to that first movie, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I hope, it, I hope it's just like, okay, so here's what happened, right? So Flash went back into the, to the parallel universes and grabbed everybody, and now we're all in one universe. There we go. <laughs> yeah i think that's the goal they're trying to work for just make it as simple as possible so the audience can grasp that yeah there's just one well see i don't think that's gonna work because we got the batman still coming that's its own separate thing but at least with the movies that right. came before it's gonna change things to set up where maybe you can bring in different versions of a character like let's say henry cavill's not coming back as superman again but they, the universe merges into one where it's a different Superman or something like that. But you still got the Ezra Miller Flash and the Jason Momoa Aquaman and the uh, Gal Gadot Wonder Woman. But yet we might have a different Superman and Batman. So, so I think in that way is probably what it's going to be. But it all depends on how well they pull it off with Flashpoint. But which leads us nicely into the look at Flashpoint that we got. And I was honestly hoping for a little more because this has... Uh, been filming the longest thing out of all the new movies shown, but um, we it's funny. Ezra Miller said we don't have a teaser for you, we don't, but we do have this. But it's pretty much a teaser trailer of what we got. Sometimes I think Ezra Miller tries to be too funny, and <laughs> he realizes <laughs> where it's, it's not. But, it doesn't come off that way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But boy, this trailer, man, as short as it was, I don't know why I wasn't expecting it to affect me the way it it did, but. The stuff with Michael Keaton and Batman, that, it literally gave me chills. I mean, I was obviously excited it's coming back, and I couldn't wait to see it, but I wasn't expecting to get that those chill moments that I got while watching it, because I love, obviously, Batman 89. It's, it's such an important movie to me in my Batman fandom and just some comic book movies. But I have said before, where the Dark Knight trilogy, Christian Bale, he's my favorite bat, live-action version of Batman. And so he kind of took over as far as being if we ever got a Christian Bale return and how that would probably, I would expect to have those goosebumps moments, but I got him with uh, Michael Keaton coming back for this, just hearing his voice in the narration and then seeing the images that we got of Wayne Manor. We see the cowl on the floor and his costume kind of just all thrown on the floor, almost like uh, he was in a battle or he's given up type scenario. We don't know for sure. It's funny. A lot of people thought that was Ben Affleck's cow and getting upset saying, oh, so this is how they're treating Ben Affleck in this movie. They just throw his cowl and disrespect it on the floor. But if you look closely, you can see it's definitely Michael Keaton's suit. But, boy, once we got that image of the silhouette of, we see the Batcave, we see the back of Michael Keaton's Batman costume and his cowl, man, I just, like, it was, it was almost just a real experience seeing him back again. And we still haven't fully seen it. We haven't seen a full front shot of him in the costume. I just can't imagine what that's going to be. And then when we get to the end with a car that's wrapped under a tarp 
And even though they don't show it, just the shape of it and the design, you know exactly what's under that tarp. And even though it faded to black, as soon as Barry unwrapped the tarp, uh, I, that was just awesome. A great way to end that teaser with a tease of knowing that the greatest Batmobile ever is making a comeback in this movie, as we would expect. We were expecting, but the fact that it's definitely in it is like, ah. Uh, so good. I cannot wait to see more from this. This was just the perfect tease to get you just excited enough for the return of Michael Keaton back as Batman and just the whole Batman 89 universe to see that on screen again. It's just going to be, I think, something special when it's all said and done and just incorporating his Batman and kind of into the role that the Thomas Wayne Batman played in Flashpoint. I'm sure there's definitely going to be differences without question, but I just think it's a pretty cool and different way to go about it for a Flashpoint movie while still having a Batman character kind of being the mentor to help Barry get through all this and screwing up the timeline and whatnot. So all the Batman stuff was amazing. It just, like I said, gave me chills. It was just surreal to see and have Michael Keaton back as Batman again and just hearing his voice and getting those little glimpses of him in the costume. But And then just real quick, the stuff with the Flash. Um, one thing I was surprised about, that maybe it was revealed or leaked out and I just didn't notice it, but how... There's going to be multiple berries in this movie, how we kind of got the one with longer hair. And uh, they, the director released a teaser image of the Flash suit kind of or a Batman suit spray painted red with the Flash logo on that. And it kind of looks like that's what one of the costumes, one of the berries is going to be wearing. And then the main berry that we've seen from Justice League is he has a new costume, too, which looks pretty cool. And it has kind of going for that new 52 effect where there are like the lightning streaks glowing in the costume. It's like pretty neat. Now we just got one quick shot of Supergirl uh, with both Barrys as I assume they're looking at Bruce and Barry just goes, are you in? And that's it. But I really liked what I'm seeing from this. Um, just again, throwing all the stuff with Michael, Ke Michael Keaton returning back as Batman is just obviously going to be the main selling point of the movie and rightfully so. But it's just going to be so cool to see him back and just how it all uh, connects with doing this flashpoint story in for a movie. And like you mentioned earlier, just how I think it's going to change things moving forward for the DC movie universe. So uh, we'll see how it all ends up once we see it next year. But man, it was, again, it did the perfect job of getting uh, me and I know a lot of other people excited for it and just cannot wait to see, um, I guess, according to Ezra Miller, once we get a real teaser trailer for it, even though this counts as a teaser, but I loved it. I thought it was a great first look at the movie. Yeah, I had no idea that there was going to be a, a multi, I don't know what you call it, a multi-Barryverse. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a bunch of different Barrys. Um, and I wouldn't be like surprised if we see Grant Gustin from the Flash TV show in a cameo. <laughs> because we know they met each other in the Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, TV crossover yeah. a couple of years ago. So there is precedent. Um. And like you said, I mean, just the Michael Keaton thing. Um, that's all you really have to do is just hint at him. Yeah. His 1989 Batman. And um, of course, that vehicle under that big sheet or uh, that big co cover thing. I mean, it's clearly Tim. It is clearly the Tumblr. Uh, the greatest <laughs> Batmobile ever, right? Um, uh, I just... Uh, it, it it looked exactly like it, um, so that's what that that's what has me the most excited is seeing the tumbler in this <laughs> new Batman. 
You know what? Uh, Michael Keaton's uh, Batman driving the Tumblr would be a sight to behold. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it, it. Look, it's either the Tumblr or it's um, George Clooney's Batmobile. Oh god! Batman and Robin. Can mean, you it, imagine? It has to be Tim. Can you imagine that being the ultimate troll job where you're expecting the 89 Batmobile, <laughs> he pulls it off and it's the Clooney Batmobile uh, or the Batman yeah. Forever one. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I bet you right now, Tim, there's going to be a joke in, in the Flash movie where he goes back too far and it's going to be Adam West. It's going to be the Adam West Batman. You know what? If he it's, was still it, alive, it, I think they definitely would do something where he would be in it. Well, they're just going to twerk in him. Right. I wonder if they would, if they really want to do that. I wonder if they would consider that, or if they would just maybe use some old footage of an episode or something, and just yeah. have Barry appear there real quick. But I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's like there's going to be some kind of joke. I I just know it that he's going to go back too far, and it's going to be like, no, not this Batman, and then or or something, and then he's going to go get uh, Michael Keaton or whatever. You can always bring Burt <laughs> Ward back to have that because he again. Going back to the Christ on Infinite Earth special, Burt Ward was in that too, hinting at their they showed yeah. the eighty the sixty six universe as well. So, yeah, um, but yeah, I, I I bet you right now on October twenty third, twenty twenty one. So when this move comes out in twenty twenty nine, you saw actual footage from it. Now you got to believe that it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, productions can get delayed <laughs> for an extended period of time. Um, I, I I bet you, Tim. I bet you something <laughs> that uh, uh, there's going to be a joke where it's like he's going to go back, and then there's going to be Adam West Batman. I bet you. I think. I wouldn't rule it out as far as some type of nod. Maybe we won't see Adam West, but maybe we'll see something of that universe that will make us know, okay, that's the Adam West universe. Yeah, yeah, something for maybe like like, like how they did the Michael Keaton thing in uh, this teaser trailer, kind of quote, where Mm. it's like you just see him from behind. It's like, oh, no, not that Batman. And then goes forward and, you know, whatever. Or or see like a silhouette of a Batman dancing doing the famous. (laughs) (laughs) Or you see. you see a Batman running around with a bomb. Yeah, something like that. That actually be a nice nod. I think it was something like that. Yeah. So yeah, we'll. I'm sure there's more surprises in store for us for the Flash movie. So it's not. It's still just being called the Flash. So I don't even think it's going to be called Flashpoint. But we all know what story they're adapting. So, but yeah, I cannot wait to see more. And before we get into the Batman, there's one more uh, Batman piece of the one Batman segment that I have to mention and we didn't get any footage but we did get I was hoping for this and I wasn't sure if it was going to happen at fandom but we did get a little bit more on Batman the Cape Crusader where we got to hear from J.J. Abrams, Bruce Tim, Matt Reeves and joining the crew uh, that who wasn't first announced but I'm glad he's involved with this is James Tucker so you got four brilliant minds working on this Batman show and Boy, did I love everything I heard that they were talking about from this, especially what Bruce Tim was saying and how it's more Batman the Animated Series than Batman the Animated Series was, if that makes sense. But I totally knew what he was talking about because it's pretty much Batman the Animated Series, but not kind of being held back where they can't do what they want, maybe for some mature storytelling that 
some stuff they couldn't do for the animated series. Not to say that it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be anyway, like an R-rated DC animated movie that we're getting. It's just maybe certain more uh, mature thematic elements that Batman the Animated Series couldn't have. Um, and that just has me excited. The fact that Bruce Timm is kind of being able to do what he'd always wanted to do with the animated series, uh, it's just going to be great. And the idea that they are, they stress to how it is going to be capturing that noir style, art style that they showed in that poster, which I absolutely loved. And then also, I believe it was James Tucker who was saying how it is going to look and kind of invoke that short that was released that Bruce Tim did for one of the anniversary specials, um, Batman Savage, where it was kind of a black and white, that 40 style, noir style uh, look of Batman that I just loved. And I love the art style of that um, short that we got. And the fact that we're going to be continuing that is going to be awesome. So uh, I just love everything that I'm hearing, uh, even though we haven't seen a glimpse of footage <laughs> from it, this, the way how Bruce Timm's describing it as, you know, doing what he always wanted to do with Batman, the animated series, the look of it being that classic style. And then Matt Reeves kind of shared some insight how it is going to be a Batman where there are no other superheroes. It's uh, no Justice League. It's just, again, like how Batman, the animated series was when it started. Uh, just Batman on his own. And then uh, James Tucker also brought out how um, there's obviously going to be new takes on characters, but how even some of the allies Batman has, you're not sure if it's going to be the same type of relationship because it is going to be Batman starting out, um, kind of forming these relationships like with Commissioner Gordon that you don't know might not end up where we expect it to, where maybe they'll be kind of at odds for a bit before they become allies, or maybe they won't become allies. So different dynamics like that how they're setting up um, for to see classic characters be interpreted in different ways, kind of similar to how they did in the animated series too. So yeah, uh, everything I've heard about this just gets me so excited. I said this when I was, when it was first announced, Al, this is probably my, my most anticipated Batman project uh, after the Batman now. So it's just, I cannot wait to see footage from this. I think it's going to be awesome. And they did say that it will be airing on Cartoon Network and HBO Max. Um, so, which is good. I'm glad it's going to be going on HBO Max as an option to stream right away. So, yeah, I'm excited for it. I just cannot wait to see it and find out when it's going to come on because I need it ASAP. <laughs> and I can't wait to ask you, which one do you like better, Ben in the animated series or this new series? Dude, when if, all of a sudden, if they're yeah, if they're able to somehow top Batman the animated series, I mean, hats off to all of them. But again, with these, with everyone involved. It's not impossible, <laughs> so we'll we will see. But that's a tall order to ask it to be better than Batman the Animated Series. But um, you never know. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to 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 make you feel uncomfortable, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> I got to correct myself. Uh, that short I was talking about, I think I call it Batman Savage. It's Batman Strange Days is the correct name for that. So hmm. if uh, if you're looking to kind of see what type of art style this is going to look like, definitely check it out. It looks really cool. Batman Strange Days. So, yeah, that was the little bit of tease we got for Batman Cape Crusader, which I was so glad we got. But now we can go into the main event, which closed out DC Fandom, which we all knew it would. <laughs> I mean, you got to save the best for last, which was the trailer for The Batman, the new look that we got just a little bit over a year. Then we got that first look last year. And before diving into the trailer, um, just to talk a little bit, because they had a little behind-the-scenes sizzle reel, and you had Matt Reeves, Robert Pattinson, and uh, Zoe Kravitz talking about the movie and their roles. 
And one thing that's standing out to me that Matt Reeves has been talking about, which um, I don't think is quite accurate, but he keeps saying how it's a type of Batman we've never seen before, how they're grounding it more into a realistic typesetting. It's more grounded. And I think every time he says, I'm like, well, technically we already got that with the Nolan trilogy. And so when I hear that, it doesn't necessarily get me excited, but at the same time, all that part of me that's thinking that goes away right when I saw this footage <laughs> because it looks, I mean, there's a, you could take a few shots, I think, in this new trailer that reminds you of a moment or two from the Dark Knight trilogy, but on its own, it's looking like a Batman movie like nothing else, and it does have its own unique feel, and it probably is going to be more grounded than even the Nolan movies were, so we'll see, but just hearing that type of phrasing, it's, it's I just don't necessarily agree that it is something that we've never seen before uh, totally. But again, that's just based off what he says. When we see the movie, it could be totally right. And I think with the trailer that we got, the first two, it is definitely going to be its own thing in a Batman we've never seen before. It's just hearing those words that kind of make me think, oh, I'm not sure if that's quite accurate, but kind of all that goes out the window when <laughs> you see the actual footage. But, um, well, Tim, um, every single iteration of Batman is a Batman we've never seen before, right? Mm. I mean, they, they, they say that every single time, right? Yeah. Uh, it's just when, Batman, he when he calls it, like, when he's talking about grounding it, that's kind of the phrase that yeah. mainly stands out to me as far as, like, eh, we've just kind of seen that already. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But not like this. <laughs> not like <laughs> the movie he's making. And right off the bat, I'm just going to go ahead and say... That first trailer we got last year was, I think, special. It's an amazing trailer. The way it revealed Batman, you throw in uh, using something in the way by Nirvana by the to be like the music theme for it. And I'm glad that continued for this trailer. I just love that <laughs> they're using that Nirvana song to kind of be the theme for this movie. But th that trailer was just, I think, perfect. It was a perfect for first look at this new Batman that we're going to get. And I will say that I don't think this trailer was quite as great as that one. I love the trailer, don't get me wrong. But again, I just think there's this something special about that being the first look at this Batman and just doing such a great job of doing that. Just didn't quite reach that top. It's just right below it. It's a little neck and neck, but the first one I just think is a little bit of a better trailer overall. But boy, am I loving what I've seen in this movie so far and just how it's capturing this style that Matt Reed does describe in when he talks about it. But like I said, being nothing like the Nolan movies, I shouldn't say nothing. I'll, there's like one or two shots I'll talk about <laughs> what that reminded me of something from the dark Knight trilogy, but just like the color as like palette of it, that we get some of those sunset sunset shots or the sun rising. It just looks amazing. It looks beautiful. And some of the, how Matt Reed is filming this in the cinematography that's being done for it. But um, just how it starts getting our definitely first look at the Riddler where he's being captured by the police. And we get that uh, Riddler, uh, question mark logo in his latte. <laughs> I think that's a clever way to do that. <laughs> that's something I haven't seen before in a Batman movie, but um, it does raise the question. This is one of the things where talk about similarities to the Nolan movies is Riddler getting himself caught on purpose, just like Joker did in the dark Knight, And kind of that is a trope in, comic book movies or villain plot stuff that we've seen recently ever since the dark Knight. So, but I trust that Matt Reeves is going to do something different where it's not, you're not immediately thinking that it's just 
doing what the Dark Knight did already, just with different characters. But um, it is setting the tone as far as Riddler uh, just being someone that Batman can't seem to figure out just yet. Because we see at that moment, too, where they're having that confrontation where Riddler is in a jail cell. Um, it's not in an interrogation room <laughs> like in the Dark Knight. It's in one of those uh, sections where they look at each other. Uh, divided by that glass and uh, Batman just yells at him like what have you done where Riddler just has the upper hand on him on whatever he's planning so I did like all the Riddler stuff that was being sprinkled out throughout the trailer um, and how it kind of kickstart kickstarted what this uh, the photos that we were seeing in this trailer so just right off the bat I know it kind of rambled on there because <laughs> I didn't know where to begin so I thought I'd just start with some of the first few shots but what were your overall impressions of the trailer I should probably start asking you with that first uh, well first I have a question for you is is, is that theme at the end the Batman theme that is the Batman it, theme yes that, that is that that's what you were talking about last episode yeah. where okay yeah it is um, amazing I love it already <laughs> I, I think I know why you like it Tim <laughs> because it sounds it, it it sounds like the like uh the imperial march it does have that uh, feel to it i've noticed that uh, the first tease they had uh, it. <laughs> yep. the imperial yeah, march yeah. with the batman uh kick to it i love it <laughs> yeah yeah um of course i loved it um i really really liked it it took me like three or four viewings of it to figure out what uh around uh, Robert Pattinson was was yelling at uh, Riddler. Yeah, in the, in the jail cell. It's like, wait, what is it? What did he say? Yeah, I think a lot uh, of people did. <laughs> yeah, like we're gonna figure it out. Um, one 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 aspect that I don't see people talking about is, I mean, I I haven't really watched these videos. Like, it's been popping up on my YouTube. Like, our reaction or 15 things you missed about the the Batman trailer. Uh-huh. Uh. But one aspect I like about it is that uh, Riddler is a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, like th- there's that one thing where it says serial killer live streams, uh, and I, I I don't know I just really like that aspect something different. Uh, uh, it, it, it sort of gave me vibes of uh, uh, James Gordon, but uh, and especially like the way that it looks like Paul Dano's gonna look. In um uh-huh. in this movie with the with the glasses and that weird haircut. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. You know what? I never really thought about that. That's kind of a good comparison, though. James Gordon Jr. Just yeah. character kind of forgot about <laughs> really, but because yeah. he wasn't nearly used as brilliantly as Scott Snyder did in that Black Mirror arc. But if they use some aspects of that, that that could be really um, interesting to see play out on screen too. So it's a good call on that because <laughs> I really wasn't thinking about it. But now that you mention it, uh, yeah. it makes total sense. Yeah, and I, I'm kind of just wondering, like, okay, so we have Riddler, and it seems like Riddler and Penguin are going to be, and again, I keep on forgetting, Tim. I, I, it, it totally slips my mind every single time that we see anything with the Batman that Colin Farrell is <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> it doesn't look anything like him. But then no. I was looking at a comparison between um, all of the different... Uh, penguins that we've had right and i i was looking at the danny devito one and it looks nothing like danny devito no. in uh, batman returns so same thing with with the batman 
it's like it does not look like Colin Farrell at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so what I was gonna say was okay. So it seems like Penguin and Riddler have something going on, right? I'm just wondering how Catwoman slash Selena Kyle plays into all of this. Like, 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 what is she? Is she like a wild card? Mm-hmm. Um, is she is she gonna be like that that one per that that one person that can go to the places where Batman can't? Um, mm. that, like, how how does she figure into all of this? Yeah, and just go real quick going back to the Riddler Penguin stuff. I'm not sure. If, yeah. I don't think they're gonna be connected as far as they're working together like the typical villain team up trope. I think Riddler somehow whatever Riddler, the people Riddler's killing is gonna affect. Oswald Cobblepot and his dealings as a criminal probably that makes him want to take down the Riddler too somehow or maybe use the Riddler to his advantage in some way because I, I just have a feeling all three of the villains oh, I don't know if, I'm not really going to call Selena Kyle a villain just yet in this movie because it doesn't look like it but I just think that all three are going to have their own agenda and it's not going to be that typical super villain team up to defeat Batman type of thing because um, I think we moved past that trope and sadly not all movies have moved past that uh trope so <laughs> but i don't i think this movie's not going to fall into that but and you're right about uh, selena kyle and catwoman um we got a lot of great looks as far as i'm concerned as far as about the relationship we're going to get between batman and catwoman in this movie how i think it's going to be a pretty important one and right away i just think the, what we're seeing from zoe kravitz and robert pattinson as selena kyle and bruce wayne in their scenes that we saw in this trailer I think they're really capturing that great Batman Catwoman dynamic that we all know and love from various stories of just how Batman wants to trust Catwoman, but uh, reluctantly probably can't and how Catwoman tries to seduce him and get him to maybe help her and whatever she's trying to do. That's probably illegal and something Batman doesn't want to be a part of. So all that stuff we know from the Batman Catwoman relationship um, that we've seen before, but I think, is being done beautifully just in these quick shots we've seen of Robert Pattinson as Batman and Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. And I like um, her costume that we've seen some of those high rise shots where we see the sun in the sunset where she doesn't have like a Catwoman uh, cowl or mask on, but kind of just her bodysuit that she's wearing there. It just looks straight out of the pages of the comics from the Catwoman uh, costumes that she's worn in the past. And so we've seen different looks because we also got in the first trailer kind of almost like that ski mask look of the Catwoman um, de- uh, design that we've seen before, but a little more simplistic, I guess, for this style. So we'll see if she gets various costumes because I would love to see that um, helmet or mask she wore in the first trailer with that leather suit we're kind of seeing her in, in this trailer because I think it's a great Catwoman look that we haven't seen yet in a live action Batman movie. And yeah, yeah. I just can't wait to see more of the Bruce and Selena dynamic in this, because there's that other shot too, where just talking about Batman in this trailer, how we are going to see a more kind of unhinged, violent Batman (laughs) that I think we've ever seen even more so in the Nolan movies and as Ben Affleck's Batman, because he just goes off. And even Robert Pattinson kind of describes it as um, Bruce Wayne and Batman. Like he doesn't separate the two just yet. He's kind of just on this mission for vengeance and he looks like he is going to go a little too far in some certain instances. We get that moment where he's taking out those thugs with the clown mask and he uses kind of electroshocker on one of them 
which was looked pretty oh, brutal. That he does is that what he does in that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I couldn't really figure it out. Like, like, what's that noise? And then, like, it it just cuts away, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, imagine if it's the same guy he beat down in that first trailer, and then for good no. measure, he just electroshocks him too. And then hey, there's uh, that uh, uh, another cool thing is like, um, and this has nothing to do with like story or anything, but like. Uh, uh, Batman just getting shot, yeah, and just like eating it. <laughs> um, the, there's that one shot where he is shot once, and then there's that that scene in that dark tunnel where he's just getting lit up by the machine yep. guns, yeah, and having no effect on him. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was cool. See, it looks cool, but I'm kind of hoping too it's at the same point because we know it was like his second year as Batman, and he just has this tech and protection bat where he can withstand those bullets and just go after those who are shooting at him. But I hope maybe at some point, as he gets older and more experienced, he moves away from that and kind of bees that kind of creature in the shadows who is like so fast and you don't even see him coming that you can even get a shot at him where he takes you out before you even have the chance to shoot him, just kind of like how the Christian Bale Batman was. Uh, but if not, it's not a deal breaker or anything because you're right. It did look cool to see him going through those bullets that are just plowing on him and having no effect in the scene of take down those enemies. And that was another shot where probably the main one that reminded me of a shot from the dark Knight rises where he's going through that tunnel and the lights flashing and he takes out those enemies there. Uh, but this one looked definitely more brutal, <laughs> but it just had a little bit of that feel. And that's kind of one of those instances where I was talking about earlier, where uh, as different and unique as this Batman movie looks, that was one instance where I thought that reminded me of a moment from the Dark Knight trilogy, but uh, still done in a different way where he's just getting shot nonstop, but still taking down his enemies. So it is different enough, but it did make me think about that. But then, then there's that other moment where you see him just beating down someone like really bad. And I'm wondering if that is Riddler. And then you just see Selena Kyle just looking at him in shock, like, I can't believe you're doing this and you're just being this brutal. And I wonder if he's, she's even going to attempt to stop him. It doesn't look like it. She just looks kind of like startled that she doesn't want to do anything to upset Batman even further. So I'm sure that's probably going to be a climactic moment there between all these characters and kind of doing more for their relationships as far as if they're going to trust each other moving forward or not. So yeah, I just love what I'm seeing from Robert Pattinson as Batman and, Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle. Just pretty much everyone just look, is looking great in their roles. They really are. And even though Paul Dano was Riddler, we kind of saw the least of. Just like the presence, you can feel his presence throughout the trailer and just how mysterious and sinister he's going to be in this movie. You just can't wait to see Batman go up against him. So all that looks great. And Dane, we finally got our first look at Andy Serkis as Alfred. <laughs> and he looks great as Alfred as well. And sure. He's hurt, like something happened to him in that uh, in previous scenes, I guess you could say. I don't know if you if you noticed that. No, it was like what one in particular talking about? This is a... uh, his eye, like above his uh, left eye. Oh, okay, like, yeah. He got like beat up or something. Yeah, I thought you meant you like you kind of see that happen in the chair. I was like, I don't remember seeing anything oh, like no, that. No. Alpha, but... Yeah, you just see it on his face. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, not just with Alfred, but there's a lot. Of this movie that is reminding me of Batman Earth One, the comics uh, or the graphic novels from Jeff Johns and Gary Frank that I absolutely love. And it's, I think Alfred more so looks to be taken from that one because that was an Alfred who's kind of battle scarred and has the beard like this Andy Circus Alfred has. So it's just even how Robert Pattinson is going bat or going about 
being Batman reminds me of uh, the Batman in that story too. So, um, which I'm not going to complain about because, like I said, I love those stories, and that took place pretty early on in Batman's career too. And this movie's going to be doing the same. So, if it takes inspiration from that with these characters, I'm all for it because I loved how different those stories were, but still had the essence of what we love about Batman and Bruce Wayne and Alfred in that as well. So yeah, just this trailer was awesome. It just giving us more of how I think a great new Batman movie, this is going to be a lot of beautiful shots. There's another shot I really like where it's just Batman looking up at something in the sky and he's just all dirty. His costume is just filthy. <laughs> you can just tell like he's been, he had a night to say the least, <laughs> it looks like in that moment. But I just love that look that Batman has there. Uh, yeah, just so much love about this trailer. It ended cool too with uh, Batman having that chase in the Batmobile with Penguin and Penguin thinks he got Batman and then he's surprised to see the Batmobile burst out of the flames and then knock his car over and just that awesome shot of Batman. The camera's inverted upside down. You see Batman walking towards Penguin with the fire behind him and it transitions into the logo and you hear the I'm already calling it new iconic Batman music theme. It's just awesome. So, yeah, this trailer was incredible. A great second look at this movie, even though I felt it wasn't quite as special as that first one. It's hard not to love this one as well. And like I said, just a great continuation of what we can expect to see from this movie. So, yeah, March 4th, it's not too far away now. <laughs> it's going to be uh, great when that happens or where we get to that moment where we can actually see the movie i just got to try not to think about how we should have seen it already by now if it wasn't delayed because <laughs> it was supposed to come out in october 2021 but that's still still not too far away march will be here before you know it so yeah what a great way to close out dc fandom and just what a great uh new look we got of this new batman movie coming from matt reeves i'm just wondering whether uh, uh hmm. no it's really weird that they're not showing Paul Dano. You know, I mean, we see yeah. him in that first trailer in the mask doing the, I don't know, like taping somebody up. Mm -hmm. um, and, and in this one, we see him uh, uh, briefly wearing that, that goggle mask and that, and that live stream thing. And then we see him at the diner, right? I yeah, mean, I'm just wondering why. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just wondering why they're not showing his face and why. He's not, you know, being promoted like Penguin and uh, Catwoman. I mean, we've pretty much seen everybody in the, all, all the main actors in this movie now, besides Paul Dano, right? Yeah, I'm sure that is gonna so, have to do something with the story and Riddler's plot. Yeah. But I'm just like you said, I'm wondering why too, because they definitely made a point not to show his face, and even some of like the posters we got revealed before this, it was him in the taped up mask and then the they revealed the reaction figures of batman catwoman and riddler and he does have the mask on him as well it's he's all in green but he still don't see his face so that is probably going to be something integral to the plot but like you said i'm just wondering how integral just why that is but i'm sure matt reeves has a good story explanation for it <laughs> i have no doubt of that yeah we will see yes we will march so 4th is is that it, Tim? Did we cover everything for yeah, I think Batman? We covered all the big things from DC yeah. Fandom, yes, and it really didn't get much bigger than this. So just how cool it was to get, at least for me anyways, these three different 
Batman reveals with Michael Keaton and Flash, Batman the Cape Crusader animated series, and the Batman trailer. I mean, we're get, we're real spoiled now with a Batman fan. <laughs> this is getting all these different versions. And who would have thought that in the movies we'd be having, we'll be seeing three different versions of Batman on screen in 2022 because you got Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck in the Flash movie, and we're getting Robert Pattinson the batman so it's just a crazy time to be a fan of the character and just again how spoiled we are with <laughs> looks like to be great content that we're getting now and what's going to be coming in 2022 so just don't waste energy complaining too much <laughs> it's not worth it tim i didn't see the robert pence and batman train that's all i gotta say yeah <laughs> i didn't see uh zoe kravitz train <laughs> <laughs> sorry so this movie sucks now <laughs> yeah it had you for a little bit dane but <laughs> yeah no <laughs> quite I, I i'm actually really excited for this uh uh this uh batman movie i i really am especially with this trailer uh the, of course the first one especially this trailer not really good to see a little more of it and uh Another thing we forgot to mention is the Batmobile, the new Batmobile or the new Batcar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can say it's not really a mobile. It's just like a car that's reinforced or whatever. Uh, but yeah, it to get I, the I, job done, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I really like it. Uh, just a simple design. It's just a car. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, that's it for a feature topic, Tim. Yep, what a great one it was though. <laughs> it was it was a yeah. fun it was a fun Saturday last week. Yeah. Um Oh, I guess we don't have any news, right? I guess, no, well, I guess lot we of, just did it. Yeah, that was the news. And I guess that's it, right? We don't have any reviews for this episode. I do uh, I do want to do a quick review of uh Titan season three because the season finale oh, just right. yeah. ended pat this last Thursday. And I did talk about when the first few episodes aired, I think it was the first three, how it started off good. And then when it got to the third episode, I felt it got really great with how it ended things with Red Hood and how it's kind of focusing on Dick's point of view of Jason returning and how he's dealing with that. And I was excited about all that. And it just is, it's really disappointing for me to say that the rest of the season kind of went downhill after that. And it ended up being a pretty disappointing season for me after starting out so strong and just bringing in these great characters like Jason Todd as Red Hood. You got Barbara Gordon introduced this season who I thought was good. But then uh, this, this is what hurts so much. My favorite Batman villain other than the Joker is the Scarecrow. We've gotten great versions of the Scarecrow in live action, obviously in the Dark Knight trilogy. And I'll even say the Scarecrow we got in the Gotham TV show was great. He had some really cool designs. But boy, this Scarecrow we got in Titans shouldn't even be called Scarecrow. He was flat out awful. <laughs> I could not stand him. This actor that got to play Jonathan Crane, I mean, I can't really blame the actor if this is how he was told to play the character, but he was not playing the Scarecrow. He was someone who was like, someone was like he didn't really come across as someone who was obsessed with fear that wasn't like his main thing that he would use as a weapon tactic. i mean he had his fear gas but it was, they used the thing that it takes away your fear so they were taking that aspect from the batman the animated series episode never fear but he was someone who had mommy issues and he was just someone who was just felt more like 
like a Riddler type in the 1966 Batman series, something to that, like more on the campy side. You see him dancing to TLC in the Batcave and singing. <laughs> it was like, like what is this? What version of the Scarecrow am I seeing here? It was just, it wasn't good. And the way that they used him to use Jason as the Red Hood, it just didn't work for me. He was the one who brought Jason Todd back from the dead because apparently there was a Lazarus pit in Arkham Asylum that he knew about, and he used it to bring Jason back to further his plan, which his plan wasn't great anyway. And another problem I had with the season is just how the way things happen just seems so lazily written to me. Um, there's moments where uh, the police force or Bat or Scarecrow, I hate even call him Scarecrow, I'm going to call him Crane, <laughs> because not once did he wear the Scarecrow costume either. Wore, he wore half of the bottom part of his mask for like the season finale for like two minutes, which looked dumb. <laughs> so, um, And they showed his mask because he got access to the Batcave, which is another thing that didn't really, I thought, made sense. So he was in the Batcave with his base of operations for the final few episodes, and he saw his mask that Batman had on display there. You'd think he'd wear it, but no... It was because of what was going on in his mind. He wanted to move past that or something, I think they said. I don't know. I can't remember. But it wasn't great, which is why I don't remember. But, yeah, like the way things happen just seems so lazily written in the last half of the season where uh, Crane and Red Hood say that they, they, they say the Titans are the problem for what's going on in Gotham right now. The use of, like, everyone's using the Scarecrow or the gangs are using Scarecrow's no-fear toxin. It's causing... A crime spree and riots to go on in Gotham like none before because all these criminals have no fear of committing these crimes. And Jason, the Red Hood, just says the Titans are to blame for this. It's Nightwing. And just by him saying that Gotham City turns on the Titans and they go after him and the, the Titans can't go out in public because they'll get attacked by normal people. It's like, really? You're just taking the word from this new uh, costume character that showed up on the streets not too long ago as the red hood you're just going to trust them that the titans are evil <laughs> okay and then how they get access to the bat cave and you would just think bruce would have extra security measures to prevent anyone getting full access of the bat cave yes i know jason todd that's what scarecrow used him for to gain access to that but i think bruce would have even more security measures that jason todd would even be able to break through to gain access to the bat cave so that seemed lazily written how Crane got access to pretty much the entire Gotham City police force. So by the time the last few episodes are running, it's uh, the, the entire Gotham City police department was was corrupt and bad and they had to take him down. That seemed a little over far fetched and just a lot of things like that just seemed not fully explained and just lazily written to try to get from point A to point B. And it, it just it wasn't great. Um, but I still like the portrayal of the characters. I think. Uh, Brandon Twice is such does such a great job as Dick and Nightwing. He's great. Uh, the character plays uh, the actor plays Jason. Todd did a really good job. He's had some great moments this season. I just didn't really like this version of Red Hood and how they brought him back, tied him into the Scarecrow, and not having a big enough time gap either of him being dead. He was dead and like back in just a couple of months. So you did you didn't really have that same effect of being shocked that Jason is back after a long period and doing what he's doing to prove a point to Bruce and the Bat family. That had nothing to do with it. He was all just upon a scarecrow. And Red Hood works better when he's kind of doing his own thing. So, yeah, it was just disappointing. Uh, but it started off really good. That's what makes it really disappointing for me as well. And you throw in the fact that my favorite Batman villain 
uh, was used so, so wrongly. <laughs> it was just all thrown all that together makes for a disappointing season. So um, unfortunately, I'll probably have to give Titans two out of five awkward scarecrow singing TLC dancing moments in the back cave. <laughs> oh my god. I, I I have to watch this now. What episode is this? Yeah. What me, episode is he dancing to TLC or singing whatever? Yeah, let me check real quick because obviously you have an HBO Max subscription so you can just check yeah. it out. So it is actually like one of the first moments of like the first moment of the episode, so <laughs> you won't have to wait long <laughs> to find it. It's got to okay. be like it's kind of towards the end of the season. I want to say like the tenth episode, something like that. I'm gonna check real quick. I might even know, recognize it by just looking at the name. I might have to click on it, but so I think so, it, so. Why? I mean, are, are are they just trying too hard to to like make him seem unhinged? Is that yeah, what that was? Men- not, yeah. yeah, mentally not there. And obviously Scarecrow is not anyway, but this one is just, they try to make it, it came more from a campy place, I think. Ah, uh, I see. And like the whole mom issue thing. Yeah. It's like just trying a little too hard to make him like, oh, look how crazy I am. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, Oh. Okay, so it's going to be, I think, episode 11 called The Call is Coming from Inside the House. Yep, I'm seeing him dance right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I um, I am looking it up right now, Tim. Uh, this is very important. Oh, right here. It's on the front page, okay? Uh, season 3, episode uh, 11. 11. Oh, perfect. 311. <laughs> 311, right there, Tim. So, so you didn't get your name from uh, from the band. <laughs> I got it from you the worst portrayal of Scarecrow. Put the screen. <laughs> You're gonna have to skip through like the recaps and all that. But... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you should see him saving first. Okay. <laughs> He's shaving his beard. Yeah, a big moment for him, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you have the volume up on your oh, Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna turn this down a little bit. <laughs> okay. Uh. Have you seen him? Is he in the Batcave yet? Have you got to that part? <laughs> no, he is uh, still shaving. Okay. He's dancing through the, through the, through the house. Looking at all of Bruce Wayne's ties, too. Ties, yeah. Ones. yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> now are you in the Batcave? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, he is singing to the song, isn't he? Yeah, like lip syncing. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, not like, you know. Yeah, they should be getting okay. to the point where you see him look at the Scarecrow mask. Oh, yeah. Okay, it yeah. does look like a cool version of the Scarecrow mask, but that's it. He just looks at it, doesn't take it. He, he doesn't put it on? It. Nope. 
It just looks like in the finale, he takes the bottom portion of it of the mask and puts that on for some reason that they don't say. But oh my god, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I I can see why that season went downhill for you. <laughs> yeah, it was, that's it was, uh, he was a big part of it. That was not the Scarecrow. <laughs> like, I don't know who that villain was, but that was a Jonathan Green. <laughs> uh, um. Well, I, I, I mean, I guess, like he's crazy. I guess he's crazy, Tim. Yeah, but Scarecrow's um, never been that type of crazy. There's different types of <laughs> right crazy. Right, but... he was a scientist. Right, he was a exactly he was yeah. a scientist that, that it was more of like a, the, an obsession, obsession with fear. fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. He, he's he's not like the the Joker, right? Mm, exactly. Ah, okay. Well, that that was like a minute and a half that I didn't need to. <laughs> that I'll never get back. I think you uh, needed to experience it. You needed to feel my pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that that was not good. That was not good at all. Nope. Uh, so, uh, I'm sad. Sorry to end the episode on a bummer note, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From the well, from, from the amazing Batman trailer to Scarecrow singing and dancing to TLC's waterfalls in the Batcave. I mean, does it get more well, drastic than that? <laughs> I mean, the best part of that scene was that they used a good song. <laughs> <laughs> Not when it's being sung um, by Jonathan Crane, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I prefer t- the the TLC version rather than the, the John Crane trying too hard to be crazy thing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's it for our episode. Um, I believe, unless there's something else there. Nope, I think that should do it. We made it through without my internet going down, so I'm happy about that at least, too. It's <laughs> good. Um, just go over to the Batman Universe on that Facebook.com slash Batman Universe, Twitter handles at Batman Universe. Tim's Twitter handle uh, is at Tim Z. At Tim G three eleven. I'll say it this time because you had to suffer through that TLC waterfalls dance sequence uh, <laughs> on episode three eleven <laughs> for Titans. But... On episode three eleven, um, my Twitter handle is at Dance Banana. Shows Twitter handle is at Batman's Podcast. You can uh, email the show at batfansalpans at gmail.com. And uh, rate and review us on iTunes. So with that, what we say at the end of every single episode, Tim, I think I know what it's going to be. <laughs> we love each and every one of you with all of our hearts, unlike how I absolutely hate Jonathan Crane dancing in the Batcave and singing to TLC Waterfalls in Titan. Season 3, Episode 11. Yeah. I love, we love each and every one of you so much more than that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's infinitely more than that. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. See you next time, everybody.